This is RebelNet Radio with your host, T.E. Parker and Joe Spilatro. Well, that uh, that intro might have been lasted as long as the last time we did a podcast. That, Probably. That stretch. Or as long as any winning streak we may have this year. Well, that's, that's a good point. Football could give us a little bit of a bright spot. I, I don't know about the basketball, but folks, I... I don't know what to tell you. We are in a total wait and see mode in both sports right now. I do believe uh, not a ton of information out there. We can do some more digging, but I don't know, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to get. We can give you our best guesses right now on both. We got uh, basketball starting up here in a few days. We're going to be heading to the Bahamas. I don't think a lot of people even know about that. That we're going I, I, th- I think the diehard fans know, but I, I don't think. I mean, people I work with, they they have no clue, and, yeah. and they're just they're just casual fans. They don't know that UNLV is going to the Bahamas. Yeah, people I work with haven't said one word to me about, "Hey, how's the team look before the Bahamas?" There, and I could just say, "I don't know," but well, hey, they haven't asked. Yeah, haven't that's, asked. that that was the reason for the song. I mean, there's a ton of I don't knows um, coming up with with uh, actually there's more. I knows with football than there is probably with basketball, which is a little bit crazy. That's just crazy train. Oh, if you geez, ask me, yeah. if you ask well, me, we're gonna stick to this Aussie thing. Well, he can because yeah. I'll be barking at the moon here in a little bit yeah. too. Um, no, it, we'll see. Uh, Bahamas, we're gonna be without Dwayne Morgan, and who's still out with injury, and uh, Chris Clyburn. Right. Or, yeah. Chris? No, come on now. You know it's Chris. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not as hard to say as Kevin Olikibe. Oh. You can't even get Chris Clyburn right? Well, I'll, I, I, I expect you, know, you not to get Georgie right. You know that I am going to be thinking about his brother a lot of the times whenever I see him playing at the Mac because they look very similar. Who? The Clyburns. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. right? Well, you, you lost me. I'm, I didn't know we were still – I thought you were talking about Kevin. I was going to be like, well, he has a last name that sounds like it would fit on this year's team. It, it certainly would. It would fit strong. Uh, you know, I feel really, really badly for John Sandler this year. <laughs> Can you imagine calling play-by-play with these names on UNLV's roster? You know, he, does, he does a good job with it. He but, does an but amazing I don't, job. I don't know that he's been hit from you know seven different angles with these names either. Usually it's one or two. We'll see how many are actually playing. Uh, we would assume that Uche Afugbo. Is that how you say it? Afugbo? <laughs> it looks like a Fogbu to me. A but, you know. Okay. Uh, he will probably be starting. Transfer from San Francisco. You'd think so. It's just the experience. Shot well last year. Yeah. Uh, the last shooter from San Francisco that came down here really shot lights out. Who? Our point guard two years ago. He he, he wasn't a shooter. Well, he had, he put up decent numbers up there. He put up like thirty five points against Reno in a game. Yeah, did well, he? Yeah, he did. You're actually he went toe to toe with uh, who was it? Burton or yeah, yeah. You're right. Match point for point. I was expecting a little bit I, different I, player. I, I, but I don't like the San Francisco connection very much anymore because I feel like it's going to become more and more real. Unless we get Bill Russell. Yeah, no, I mean, I just don't want to become the University of San Francisco yeah, where you were a once proud champion and 
and a team that um, did some good things in the NCAA's and set some records and and long streaks of wins and you know battled some of the best teams and now you're just an afterthought and nobody even knows you exist. What's interesting here? The national championship team is almost closer in date to the San Francisco dynasty as we are to our national championship team. Okay. I really don't think it's interesting. Really? No. I just pulled it out of my hat, but (laughs) it seems like it's interesting. Okay. We're almost 30 years removed. I know. I know. 30 years. That's a long time. Yeah. To be resting on our laurels. Yeah, I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah. I know. I was 12. I mean, I'm looking, I'm, I'm going on basically my, uh, it's not quite as long as what you're saying, but um, what is it, 25 years? 26, right now. 26, yeah. So, I mean, I'm basically going on my 30th year without missing a game, and then I look at my age, and it's like more than half of my life, I have not missed... A rebel basketball game, not a home game anyway, and um, it's like that, that's a long time. That's a long time, and you sit there and you start to question what, what's been the benefit. I mean, being loyal is being loyal, and I'm, I'm a, you know me, I'm a loyalist. That's right. the way I am. But right. man, it shouldn't be tough work. No, and and it is. I mean, you can't can't be dangled a carrot once every eighteen years and expect to to. Grasp it on with the same type of enthusiasm. I'm just tired, man. You you, you didn't enjoy your uh, dome being licked. That was in Chicago. Yeah, Yohei licked my bald spot. Well, who hasn't tried? Yeah, that, he, he yeah he was the first that was successful though. <laughs> I, I I let him. We, hey, we just beat Wisconsin and made the Sweet Sixteen. Right. Go ahead and lick my bald spot, Mikey. Right. <laughs> Go ahead and lick my bald spot. That's quite the story from yeah. from uh, is that Chicago. a Aussie tune? That is, yeah. Somewhere, Sharon might have written that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, here's the thing: we we got a roster full of unknowns. Two players, two real players in terms of minute eaters, are coming back in Jalen Poyser and Dwayne Morgan. I mean, we can run down this list and 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 see if. Anybody jumps out to you, but uh, Jalen Ballou, he's coming from California. Very small guard, freshman. Um, Larry Bush, junior college, transfer, walk-on out of Moore Park College. Apparently, he's producing in practice a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, Clyburn's been injured. Ben Coupe, you got anything on him? No, but any time a kid comes from Simeon. Chicago, Chicago area and from Simeon, you, you'd think they'd have to have um, toughness mm-hmm. at, at the very least. Um, but I, no, I don't know a lot about him. I don't. I'm the I'm the type though. Um, you, you know, unless it's a if it's not a high impact freshman, usually even at a program like UNLV, they're not gonna make an impact right. as a, as a uh, so. I mean. Yeah, that trend could be bucked like somebody like Pat McCaw did. Mm-hmm. Um, we expected Rashad Vaughn to come in here and put up numbers and Steven Zimmerman and Anthony Bennett and those other highly touted freshmen. But when, when you get, um, you know, moderate incoming freshmen, you, you really can't expect them to jump into the fray and, and be 
super productive. Not anyway. I mean, they could be a, a piece of the puzzle. I just don't think that they're going to have the broad shoulders to carry any significant weight. Uh, Chickne Dembele. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's he's actually uh, coming out of my hometown, um, Scotland Performance Institute. Used to be Scotland School for Veterans Children uh, in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. They only played about six games this year, yeah. is what I was told. Uh, I talked to the sports editor from back there, and he told me he went out and watched them practice at the beginning of the year, and they took some photos and stuff like that. And then before he even got a chance to see them actually play, the season was over and the school folded. Um, so there's like, that. Like Christmas Addicts. Yes, right? very much. Yeah, well, Except they actually tried to play yeah, some they, games. Yeah, they tried to play some games. Um in, in in regards to you know these freshmen big and he's one of them that that's one part where I do think freshmen can come in and make an impact because they these guys seem to have legitimate size and some length to their uh, um, so guys like that they they can make a little bit more of an impact than than a you know a pedestrian type of shooting guard or or small forward or point guard even another guy that I think will make oh, he's going to have to make an impact on this team is. Christian Jones, a transfer out of yeah, St. John's. Yeah. Um, you know what? Size-wise, from the center position, you're going to see a Gaston Asengue type. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much it. Gaston had the – we were fortunate enough that Gaston was backed up by Joel Anthony, mm-hmm. who turned out to have a pretty good NBA career. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Gaston could have lasted – 35 minutes a game banging, but uh, we'll see. Christian Jones will certainly get plenty of touches. Yeah, and you, you got to like you got to like the experience factor there. And he played in a tough league. Uh, team wasn't very good, but he really came on at the end of the season and, and put up some big minutes and numbers mm-hmm, towards mm-hmm. the end of the season for him. So you hope he he continues that trend. I think they're going to rely on him very very heavily, as much as um, Dwayne and and Poiser. Uh, Javon Mooring. The junior college transfer out of the Chicago area. Um, put up huge numbers, Joe. It could be a Javin Tyndall-like player for the Rebels. Two-year starter you, you, you at New know Mexico. What? There's about four Rebel fans that even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who? Uh, nobody. I, I, I bet you there's only about four New Mexico players oh, that on. know who you're talking about. Tyndall? Or he was fans. one of Richie's boys. He was horrible. Ah, he was phenomenal. We dominated him every time we played him. With with not very good teams. No. But uh, Dwayne Morgan, key is next year. Got to stay out of foul trouble. We'll see. I wish we could see this weekend kind of yeah. what his role's supposed to be for this team. Because uh, in the first two years he's been here, his role's basically defend as hard as you can and grab a couple rebounds. That's kind of his game, though, if you want to know the truth. I'm, I'm hoping, it's just my hopes, unless Dwayne made terrific strides in the last six months, um, I'm hoping he doesn't become an offensive juggernaut for this team. Otherwise, we're going to see some scores in the 40s. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying he's not a scorer. No, I know what you're saying. You know, it's, it's, he is what he is. I think he's a, a tough kid, high motor, rebounder, defender, high energy guy. But in terms of putting the ball in the hoop, um, yeah. 
I mean, people could change. They could get better. They can improve upon. And I hope that's what we see with Dwayne. But um, I'm pretty convinced that he's, you know, he's just not a scorer like he was in high school. It's, e- it's easy to score in high school when you're the best player out there. And biggest, strongest, yeah, fastest. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, I don't think that portion of his game translated all that well. A um, little bit too predictable with the ball. You, you know what his moves are going to be. But, um, I mean, he'll, he'll score. I, and I think he'll score. He'll average in the double digits. Oof. I just don't. Oh, and how many shots do you think? Seventeen. <laughs> Seventeen a game. Yeah. Good lord. No, I'm. I, I don't know. I'm. But I. Th- I think Dwayne will be. But he'll a, probably get ten to twelve. Yeah, I was going to say game. he's going to be an eleven-seven type of guy. I expect if he stays um, injury-free and out of the foul trouble, which is obviously a big key. He he did a little bit better with that later last year, uh, before the injury. Um, but he, here's my question. When he starts becoming the focal point of the that team's I'm defense, worried. I mean, I get worried in a lot of respects. When, yes, when Jalen Poyser becomes the focal point of the D and their best defenders on him, and they're rotating mm-hmm. towards him, man, it's. I, I, I certainly hope these guys are ready for it, um, but you know, a lot of teams around this conference. Are licking their chops. Oh, right. That's now, all I can tell you. Absolutely. Every team in this conference can't wait to play UNLV this year. You know, it's it's almost like before, um, you know, over the previous seasons, everybody in conference wanted to beat UNLV because they had the quote unquote best players. We got to beat these guys. Look at look at the headlines that these individual kids sure. are grabbing. Look at these five star recruits. We got to beat the hell out of them. Even uh, who was it? Alex Kirk made some remarks about it. He goes something like a glorified AAU team and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And I think, I think having such good individual players rubbed a lot of the the league the wrong way because UNLV was getting so much attention and and they feasted on that. Now I think they're just looking to say. You know, UNLV's down. Let's sink our teeth into them, yeah. and it's it's going to be rough on the Rebels. They're going they're going to have a no matter what. UNLV has won a national championship. They've made Final Fours. Um, I'm not saying that's what fans' expectations should be, but I think when you have that history, no matter what, you're going to have a target on your back. Mm-hmm. And other teams, you got the biggest stadium in the conference. You're still the most recognized name, regardless of San Diego State's success. You're still UNLV, and they're gonna they're gonna look to take you out. Absolutely, you know? absolutely, and it, it, it's something that this team's going to have to contend with. And they're gonna have to learn it quickly because, um, you know, I'm sure Dwayne and and Jalen and Terrell they they could explain all that to to the new kids. Um, it, I, I think it's one of those things that's unfortunately it's learned. I mean, it could be yapped at over and over and over. Right. A lot of things could be talked about like how tough the mountain west conference road is and all that stuff you could talk about it but until it's experienced i don't think they could fully even come close to fully grasping it so i'm i think it's gonna be a rough year uh george a let you handle that last i I don't know (laughs) the guy from serbia georgie well i'm just gonna call him georgie i mean and it doesn't even i don't it's hard to say that you pronounce Georgie when the name starts with a D, <laughs> but it's a D and a J. So, um, Georgie, he, I, I'm interested to see what he could do because, um, you know, a lot of those Euros are very fundamentally sound. Their strengths are usually the American players' weaknesses, and they're 
um, weaknesses are a lot of times American strength, you know, the athleticism, the playing above the rim, the quickness and things like that. So it, it'll be interesting. To could, see. He, could he be almost like a poor man, Steven Zimmerman for us? Um, I'm not even sure. I mean, if he comes in and gives us anything like that, I'll be happy. I mean, we've seen limited clips on him and the, the kid could play. I mean, it looks like he's yeah. a little, little ways off. But, I mean, you can see he has tools to right. work with. He he has a set. It's one of those things where um, you wish he had time to grow into a role instead of being thrown to the wolves. But I think everybody on this team is going to be thrown to the wolves and see what they could do and who survives. And and when the dust settles, you know, the best play. I just But I think everybody's going to get a, a lot of opportunity to play. Right. So practices have been canceled. Uh, or not canceled, but closed. Closed. Um Media has gotten 15 minutes to watch, but that's generally just basic warm-ups, warm-ups yeah. and uh, you don't really get yeah. to see a whole lot from that. So yeah, everything's been tight-lipped, and and I, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure is this by design, which which would be fine if they're trying to knock down expectations because um, I think UNLV fans tend to run wild with their expectations, and then when they're not met, they you know they they have the pitchforks and the fire and all that. Um, so I don't know if it's by design or if it's just, um, you know, the true state of the way things are, you know. Well, I'll tell you this. I've never seen excitement this low. We were talking about this earlier. Um, we started Revelant, you know, whenever that was, in 99, 2000, 98, whatever it was. But a lot of us met on the Internet in 96, 97 in right. that era. And it didn't matter how bad some of those early teams were. There was still some element of um, intrigue. Intrigue, excitement, excitement. Yep. Not, not only there on the internet, but in the community. It may not have been huge, but but there was something there. You know, there was still always hope. And, and looking at it now, it's just, it's kind of like everybody's everybody, let out an exasperated sigh. Like, <sighs> Yeah, it feels like everybody has thrown in the towel. Yeah, thrown in the towel and say, you know what, we'll check back in in a couple of years. Yeah. Which is probably the fair thing to do to Menzies because... Uh, the way the ship fell apart. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't wish that on anybody. No, that's that. You know, God must really be pissed off at you for things to happen the way they did. Mm-hmm. I, I I almost think that you and will be sold their soul to the devil for winning that national championship back in 1990, just with the way some things have transpired. And I haven't seen anything quite like whatever it was last year, January 15th, until whenever March. it was that Menzies was hired. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've Lady. never, I've, that's never happened to UNLV basketball. There was just so much damage and players, coaches, boosters. Yeah. And it was just Depart- a lot of collateral damage. And I think it was just a lot of wrong moves that were short sighted and just, you know, they couldn't calculate what, what the fallout might be. Instead, they just focused on what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. They didn't care how they went about it. And now they're paying the price. I mean, that's what it looks like. To me, it almost looks like UNLV put up the white flag and said, we're surrendering the next two years. Let's get it done in 2020 or whatever year it would be, 2019. Yeah, it almost feels like the Thomas and Max Center is basically Chernobyl. It's going to be – I think it's going to be rough. Uh, We haven't seen any numbers yet on season ticket renewals. Um, I'd expect them to be – considerably down i don't know if that's 10 or 20 percent down but well and and the real scary thing is joe you know you and i'll be basketball this is the uh, the 
probably the worst time that this mm-hmm. could have happened. Yes. Because, you know, has always UNLV basketball has always been the pro quotation quo sports franchise here in town and you know now got a hockey team coming in and you know who knows with the Raiders here in about three or four years whether that's viable or not uh, but it certainly could be and man you got three sports going on at the same time and then throwing UNLV football which seems to be on the upswing Mm -hmm. Uh, how far does does the does the dollar String out on, on these families that want to not only go that, to games. But, but then you're talking media focus. Now, do the rebels drop to page two or three? Oh, uh, sure. They're not, they're not sure. on the front page because you know all those inches are going to be covered by the pro sports. I've I've worried about that. I mean, I, I think you Las Vegas is in a position where they're ready for the pro sports. We're big enough. We could support it. Um, it's just Las Vegas has a lot going for it, and they've grown up off awfully quickly in, in a short amount of time, really, at this town. And you just wonder if it doesn't displace UNLV to a very large degree to where especially, it doesn't matter. Especially and that, that where it is right now. Yeah. It, you know what? If all this was going on and this was Dave Rice's first year, uh-huh. I'd feel a lot more secure about where UNLV hoops was well, headed. Well, yeah, because Kruger, even though uh, towards the end, you know, there was a tapering, you know, there was a Sweet 16, then a couple first rounds. We round. still felt successful. Yeah, we, we felt like we petered out, but we were still at a certain level. It was it was right. fringe top 25. You were still an NCAA tournament Competing team. for the championship in the league. Right. And, well, we weren't. We were but, I mean, we were. In fifth. But you, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, the, the general idea. The, yeah. the feel was we could compete against yeah, anybody we, in the league. Yeah, we just needed like a little tiny bit of adrenaline. Then we thought we got it with Rice, and we felt like, yeah, you're right. So if we were faced with a Rice hire right now, I, it wouldn't be nearly as disaster because of the way the previous um, regime regime ended. Right. Their way. This one, it was, um, man, it's it's just so weird because UNLV beats. Indiana, Oregon, UNLV, double digit beats Oregon. I think Oregon made the Elite Eight, didn't they? And they were a number one seed. And they were a number one seed. And Indiana made the Sweet Sixteen. And they won the Big Ten. Um, even though, even though they didn't end up the season well, uh, UNLV, you know, UCLA had to hit like twenty five out of twenty six free throws to beat UNLV. And and UCLA at the time was decent. They they sure. kind of their season kind of unfolded like UNLV's did too. Um, in the end, but you know. W- UNLV looked like a tournament team for sure in the non-conference, and then just, you know, the conference comes, and then actually it started with Arizona State loss. Yeah, and then, exactly where And it then things just skidded way off the road, and UNLV never recovered. So it's weird that we're talking a, a year later, not even a year later, that um, we're talking about almost, you know, the potential for yeah, the, for almost complete irrelevance. I mean, that might sound... Um, a little bit too dramatic, and and maybe it is, but is it? it I mean, it, it seems it feels that way. It seems like it's. I'm not saying it's likely, but it seems a possibility for the first time since I've been a, a fan of UNLV basketball. For the first time ever, I feel like UNLV could be all the way on the back burner and become irrelevant mm-hmm. unless things turn around quickly. So that makes this job by Menzies very important, and and uh, he was. There's a stacked deck against him to start with two returning players with the national just 
it was just ugly the way things. And, and I'm gonna har- you know the people- good the good thing is. Uh, I have not heard one person say a, th- a bad thing about Menzies. No, you're not, and you're not you going know, so to. You're not going to. He, he's going to have good, people's support. He's a good guy. He's a good coach. I just know this place well enough. The fans are short. They'll, they'll love him early until that first loss comes, and then the second, and then you lose to Duke by 30, and you, you know as well as I Oregon. do. You know as well as I do. You see how these fans turn into piranha, mm-hmm. and I worry about that. I really do worry about it. It's not fair. Well, but it's the way it is. And you could you could potentially hear booing of the players at the I back. Hope not. And God, I hate that. I don't know if this team uh, deserves. It. I mean, nobody let's deserves be honest, that. They're nobody deserves kids. it. But I mean, this I bunch was thrown together like I've never seen. This is like calling your friends and saying, "Hey, grab some dudes and meet me at the park and let's let's play a game." And we'll yeah, just Yeah, it's like when you're in a softball league and nine guys cancel. <laughs> and you and you have to find fill-ins to play that night. Right. Yeah, that's basically what it turned out to be. And um like I said, I mean that that's what's depressing to me is I've I've never ever ever thought UNLV could become possibly irrelevant. And it's a distinct possibility. It's not a probability. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but I, I could see the, I could see it happening. I don't like it. Yeah, I always, uh, for some reason, I always had the belief that they always wanted to shoot for the stars and and get back to where. I, I think I think a lot of people did. I just don't think everybody's always been on the same page with things. You get nosy boosters that. You know, knee-jerk reaction. When you lose a game, you shouldn't. And then they want a coach fired, or they want a team revolt, or you know, you know, T, you know, some of the behinds the sure. behind-the-scenes crap that goes on at this school. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously doubting it happens at every school, like most people say. But um, I don't know. I think it takes a really, 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 really strong athletic director that's their own person and can make up their own mind and make the tough decisions and go according to their vision and not yield from that vision. And then we hope it's the right vision. But at least if they don't yield from their vision, at least they're not uh, influenced by outside sources to make rash decisions. I know one thing. Could there be, would there have been one other college coach in America last year? That had beaten Indiana and Oregon and gotten fired in January. Are, are you kidding? You're, no, you, you zero. You've a serious question? No, it's zero. It's, it's zero. It's zero for the last 50 years. Yeah. Without a scandal. You only get fired when you've completely embarrassed the school. Right. Him losing and, and a couple games did not embarrass the school well, at all. It embarrassed some people, I guess. That's it. Yeah. But um, the school was... I, I, I hear you. T, I don't... I, I said it at the there time. There was no reporters I knocking at the door saying, this guy needs fire. Right. And it's not like, oh, look, this kid was caught with crack. Right. This kid was this, that, or Hot the other. Hot photos, yeah, whatever. Or APR is dangerously low. Nothing like that. It no. was losing games, which happens. They shouldn't have happened, but they did. And um, I just don't think you do midseason. And I spoke about this a million times. And I talk about it on the site all the time, and I think people get sick of it, but... And I don't want to harp on it because I don't think it does any good to focus on all that. But, you know, what we're going to be going through was avoidable. It certainly was avoidable. And the fans are going to pay the price while for UNLV's bad decisions. Wait till the end of the year. 
Yep. Wait until the end of the year. You have a chance at retaining uh, Obepka. You have a chance at uh, uh, who else departed? Cornish. Cornish. Uh, you don't know what what might have happened with Derek Jones. You don't know what might have happened with Pat if Pat gets along real well. Um, but you know, obviously, these, Pat made a good decision. Oh, well, but yeah, obviously, that's he did. That is hindsight. If he didn't get drafted, you, you it's a horrible. Decision. A lot of these kids and Ben Carter's another big one. Yeah. I mean, if we have Ben Carter and Obepka this year, we'd be fine. You know, we'd be okay. So, and people don't realize that the process. It's. Do you think these kids didn't feel it? They were completely soured at UNLV. You cannot, you cannot go through things recklessly like that and not expect there to be collateral damage. And these kids felt it. They were scorned. They were pissed off, and they wanted nothing to do with this school. Well, and, uh, at least a few of them that and, I know of. And, and here's the thing: they started the year with the pressure. Sure, they did. We got a win for coach. I, I, and I think that hurt them in the. In the end, I think it, it probably played a role. Yeah, for sure. There's a little and, bit too and, much and pressure. Then, then you get rid of them in, in January. And uh, what's and, and then the coaching staff's upset with each other and thinks poor decision. I mean, you talk about a clusterfuck. Oh, my God. It was beyond belief. Everything a- any was deci- destroyed. Yeah, and and then to make it even worse, things that were outside of UNL's these control things where they may have done things proper and right, mm-hmm. an outside force screwed it up. Yeah, I mean Mick Cronin. I'm sorry. Uh, trust me, you you don't get played. A guy does not visit here for two three days for a free trip to Las Vegas when he's a millionaire. Right. Okay, he could take that trip and pay for it any time he wants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, people are like, oh well, UNLV didn't have the money. No. Things were there. Mick said yes. UNLV was comfortable. Mick changed his mind. Bottom line. Maybe he felt it. He he could have. He could have felt it was uh, Mickey Mouse and well, had a change of heart. On that flight home, he might have he, said, he, he what could've. the hell am but I doing? What I'm saying is UNLV had reason to move full steam ahead on Mick Cronin while there were other people out there mm-hmm. because the belief was strong and it should have been strong. And UNLV got screwed by that. Is that UNLV's fault? Some people will say yes, but it wasn't. They, you can't help that. The 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 Chris Bird thing. Give Beard. me a break. Beard. Bird. Beard. Whatever. Bird. Bird. Give him the bird. Um, no man, I'm telling you that that thing. I mean that that he that was how, just bizarre. He booted off a couple players and then he left. That that's not UNLV's fault. No. I mean maybe it's their fault that they hired an unbalanced moron for the job, I guess. But, I mean, you can't, you can't tell those things. You can't see the future with something as erratic as what he did. Seriously. So that, that's not UNLV's fault. So, no. but, but anything that could have went wrong went wrong. And It's like the Twilight Zone. And man. here we are, and it's like we're in a wasteland. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, yeah, it, it is. It's just Toxic. It's so bizarre. And... The excitement is on a scale of one to ten. It's like it's 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 at about a one. Yeah, people are maybe hopeful. one and a half. I mean, because you, you know, right now fans say things now um, before you get into the heat of the moment. Oh, you give them, we'll give them a couple of years, and that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. We'll give them a couple of years because it's it's going to be a rough go. But 
when when he not makes to have the wrong decision i know it's it's going to be criticized and and i i'm kind of happy that these games are not going to be streamed in a way i i wish i could see because i want to judge some individual talent yeah i would love to see it um but without Dwayne and and Clyburn playing it, what can you take from these it's not going to tell you how good UNLV is going to be. It's not going to tell you how bad they might be. It's not going to tell you anything. It te- I mean, th- those are two absolute key guys, two starters. 40% of your starters are not going to play. So you cannot tell anything about the team of UNLV. What you can do is to just see. tell whether Dembele has good feel or Georgie, where where he's at can than they, some of these Can guys. they actually come in and... Can Jalen contribute? Han- can, yeah, can Jalen handle the point guard? Will he see the floor? Will he turn it over? Those types of things I was hopeful to see with streams, but apparently, um, you said Twilight Zone. Apparently, we're going back to 1954, and there's not going to be streaming. Grab your antennas. You think so? You think we could use rabbit ears? I mean, this is sure. it's, it's in this day and age. I mean, if if I wanted, I suppose I could pay for you to go down to the Bahamas real quick and sure take an iPad and just stream. And it you back. could stream it. At least people get to see it. And, you know, it might cost me $400, $800 to get you down there. Yeah. I'll pay for it if you want to go. I'll take it. You could stream it. The fans will love it. Leave this week. Basically, it's easy to do, and it's not being done. Again, is that a reason? Is it rights? Is it because I don't know? I don't know. It's just weird. It's another weird thing. Not even Chris Matthews. Nobody's going down here. Huh? No, Chris went to. Did he go to uh, Canada last Rio? time? He went to Australia. I know that. For yeah, sure. I know he went to Australia. Um, somebody went to Canada. I cannot remember. And they streamed. I think three of the four games there. Did they? Or they were delayed streams. Yes. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is which is fine. I think for fans, they yeah, they don't cares? care. They just want to be able to see it. A delayed stream is fine. I mean that, and that's my point. Anybody with a video camera could video it. Mm-hmm. And then you chop it together, even if it takes you 12 hours to chop it and upload it to the site so people could see it. I mean, it's it's 2016. This costs about six cents. But for whatever reason, we're not seeing it. It's kind of a As bummer. of now, that may change last minute. If enough people bitched, I bet it would change, but I don't think enough people care. <laughs> I'm, I'm being you, honest. You might, you might be onto something. All right. Well, I, I think uh, until we hear more about how this team performs down in the Bahamas, we will move on. Yeah, we don't want to talk about recruiting. <laughs> recruiting hasn't been good thus far. Oh, recruiting looks kind of like Ron Kittle. Swinging a miss, swinging a miss, swinging a miss. Homers. Swinging a miss, swinging a miss. When's the no, homers he was, he was hitting a home run once every 25 at-bats, and the rest were strikeouts. So Rob Deere? Rob Deere, same thing. You know, they're all the, you know, all those Lazinski and, uh-uh. you know. Yeah, I like the Lazinski. Um, yeah, it, we, we missed on on a couple boom, ones boom, recently bone. that uh, I thought we really had a good shot at the Ferguson kid. Yeah, and of course then. And then Patrick Savoy's son. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a huge one. It could have been. Because anybody that could, that could score like that, like uh, you've noted. Again, I just, I, you know, I think it goes back. How do back. you come to this? I think Before you know anything as a player right now, how do you come here? No, I know. Before you know where this team's headed. No, I, I think, again, that's just the process. We're seeing the residual effects of all the crap that happened and um, was Trouble. not anticipated by UNLV at all. 
It was that, that's the definition of short sighted when you just see it one way and you can't anticipate what might happen. No, what was what was supposed to happen is we fire Dave Rice and we hire a home run of a coach. Well, it, and and that's the thing. If you do that, guess what? Nobody's talking about any of this because when you when when you're a school like like if Duke, if Shashevsky had heart problems or something and stepped down in the middle of the season and they brought up um, who's their top assistant, former player, is it? Mojo House. Okay, Mojo. So let's say they bring uh, him up, Wh- whoever it is. You expect a team like Duke that's at the top to slip a little bit and maybe be, um, you know, top 25 for a couple of years until they establish their thing. So you expect a team like that to slip. Um, a team like UNLV, where you're basically a top 60, 50 team, you expect to hit the ground running and improve with a hire. You don't. You shouldn't be taking backward steps. No. That's that's silly. That's it, absolutely. It, it's it makes no sense. Oh, yeah, it frustrates me. It's bizarre. It, it's a very bizarre feeling that I have right now, and maybe I need to see them in action. I, I think so. I think to get so. my juices going again, and and to feel like there's still hope, but you know. And that's no offense to any of these coaches, any no, of these players, I, or anything. I, I hold nothing against. I, them. I hope they win the national championship. No, I don't. I but, Marvin did all he could do in the short period of time that he was here with what he was given. There was, I mean, that's it's it's a bad situation. I just I just uh, you know I I think ahead to Oregon, who UNLV beat by double digits last year, who's going to be very good this year. Yeah, top Duke, five. Duke's going to be very top good. five. Kansas, top five. So we, we I mean, when, when you when UNLV loses those three games by com- over fifty points combined between the three, yeah, I, I think I saw the I, Duke I, line come out at minus fifteen. Sixteen. And a Are half you kidding is what me? I saw. I'm. I'd lay, but um, Fuck. Well, when I consider that, you know, that's the probability, right? Mm-hmm. Losing those games by high double digits, or not high double digits, but in the teens at least, and. When I think, is that what would have happened with the team we should have had coming back? No, those would no. have been marquee games. They'd have been marquee games, and they're maybe not quite coin flips, but close enough. Games that we've won in the past couple of years. Course. I mean, I, what has UNLV won in the last four or five years? Uh, I think 11 games against ranked opponents, mm-hmm. which is an awful lot for a team that's not ranked. And the last time we played Kansas, we we hung with them for the first 35 uh, minutes. Uh, not quite 35. I think it, I think it was a 32 one, one 33 basket game with like 11 minutes left yeah. in the game and UNLV just tuckered ran out of gas and and uh you know, even in UNLV's losses against those good teams, they were very highly competitive until UNLV just just not the NCAA it, it, tournament it, games. Yeah, they, not the NCAA tournament games, and they always seem to make a comeback in those and then fall short. Those those aggravated the hell out of me too. If they played the last or the first thirty minutes like they played the last ten, typical think you're better than what you are though. Yeah, I know, I know. No, show up. Yeah, this but, is why I'm here to win this NCAA tournament thing. I don't know. I I I I, don't, I really I'd say I have high hopes. I really don't. I kind of have. Um, I. Taking a let's just wait and see and hope that um, yeah. the, the one thing that's plagued the program in the past that hopefully won't plague us moving forward is is player retention. I think that really sunk Dave Rice and and I'd like to see these these big young kids that are freshmen play three four years and um, stay together as a unit and see what Marvin could do with that because I think 
without that, there is there's zero hope. If if we're gonna have turnover on top of this, forget about it. I mean, there we're, we're gonna we're gonna sit. The, we're not gonna make fun of San Jose anymore. No, because yeah. they're actually moving in the right direction. <laughs> well, not really. Well. Do you know the way to San Jose? I'll tell you what. Roster for roster. Right now? It's pretty similar. I, I don't know. Yeah, probably so. And they weren't that bad at the end of the year last year. Anyway, regardless, All right. uh, we got to get off basketball because it's just a frustrating thing. And like I said, I need to go, need to see these guys play. I need to see some action, kind of light my fire again in terms of being excited for this team. Uh, you may have to put in for that leave of absence, though. Why? With the Rebels. Just send it into the athletic tour. And can I take a year off? Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I can't. I I just don't quite have that in me. You know. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. That plum needs a leave <laughs> <laughs> Oh, T, you're getting tired already. Oh, my Lord. Uh, so, football... Yeah, is is right around the corner. We started practicing, and um, this weekend we have a practice at Rebel Park, and that, that's the open one. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, the first open one of the of the year. And at what time is that? Usually at at uh, nine or ten. So I'm going to say I'm going to say nine. All right, you're just guessing though. Be be at the park at nine. Be at the park at nine. Okay. Worse, worse that it happened is it's at 11. Um, okay. Very excited for to see the growth of, of Sanchez and, and his coaching staff and, and this young Rebel team. Um, 26 freshmen this year that they'll be playing. A lot of them are red shirts, though, so they've, they've spent a year in the program. See, see just what they can do. Uh, one thing that ha- does have me a little nervous, Joe, is the fact that a week into practice, uh, there hasn't been a clear-cut quarterback take control of the reins, and, and we're already getting uh, stories coming out of, of Rebel practice that uh, it's very close between Palandek and Stanton, and Sanchez just wants a field general, someone to control the game and not make mistakes. I thought that's that, that's why they brought Stanton here to be electric and and you know kind of be that dynamic piece. Uh, if he can't beat out Kurt Palandek, my my expectations will definitely be tapered off to back to around four or five wins. Well, I was disappointed too because when when they signed uh, Johnny, I thought. I figured he was going to be a shoe-in starter. It was going to be a no-brainer. And to see this, but, you know, if if the guy's not ready or, um, I I don't know. Palandek did some good things, and he did some absolutely awful things last year. He was just so inconsistent, and uh, obviously he could run the ball. But his uh, accuracy just, um, and sometimes his decision-making, wasn't good. But I'm what what I'm hopeful, I mentioned this to you earlier off-air, you know, he's, Offensive line is going to be much better, uh-huh. uh, much bigger. There's more experience now, and they have a little bit more depth. So, 
you know, getting that extra three quarters of a second to a second, second and a half in the pocket, does that in itself make a huge difference to Palandek? I think it makes a huge difference to any quarterback. Um, like you, I don't like it, but I, I'm still excited to see what this football team brings. Um, Got to get the balls to the receivers, though. Yeah, my my thing is, if Stanton was even just a hair better than Palandek, uh, Sanchez would be just all in, gushing over him right now. This is our man. This is our leader. We need him right. to be the best he can be. He's got the starting job. Ba ba ba. And it, it's actually going the opposite, and he's doing that mm-hmm. with Paladek. And maybe, maybe Kurt improved his accuracy a hundred percent, and he's going to come out and just throw darts all around the field. I don't know. Um, doesn't feel like that. That's going to be an option, especially with him coming out and saying, "I need a, a game manager." I don't know. A little disappointing. And then we all uh, we also have Dalton Sneed who. Uh, we didn't take the red shirt off last year. Um, whenever there was plenty of people that thought that maybe he could add some spark. I mean, UNLV, for all purposes, last year was close to making a bowl game. If, if there were some close losses if that could have changed. Things it, yeah. go right. Northern Illinois, Fresno right. State, mm-hmm. uh, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I mean, those games. Now all of a sudden you're 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 right at the 500 mark or maybe a game over it. Um, I, I wrote a story a little while ago, uh, just looking at the schedule and and uh, three games that are just mm-hmm. crucial for UNLV this year is is the home games against league opponents, Colorado State, Wyoming, and. Uh, Fresno State. All three were very close losses last year in games that could have gone either way. And if UNLV really wants to take that next step, uh, two out of three, possibly three out of three of those games. Um, some other big games that uh, are out there. The game at Central Michigan oh, absolutely. Is, is a game that UNLV has lost a mm-hmm. lot in the past uh, when they face mid-American teams. Uh, that are similar to UNLV in talent. Uh, they've the Mid American teams have generally beaten UNLV up. Um, it's funny we do better against Big Ten teams than mm-hmm. we've done against Mid American teams. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, so a, a, a game on the road like that uh, won't be that hostile environment. Hawaii is another you know, one. Twenty thousand people. Oh, you got to you got you got to win. At Hawaii. Yeah, but any, anytime you talk the road in, in college football, especially a, a school like UNLV that can go two or three years in a row without winning a road game. Um, right. when, you, when you get those winnable ones on the road, I mean, you you, you, I mean, you, you you have to. You have to. Another sneaky game is Idaho here. Uh, Idaho has one of the top quarterbacks in their in their league. So uh, you never know if they get hot on offense, what, what can happen. So UNLV... I'm I'm not going to assume they're going to be beating people with their defense. Maybe. Maybe I haven't seen it. You know, it's been how how many years has it been since we've seen just a, a dominant elite defense Mm-mm. at UNLV? I've never seen Mm-mm. it. I mean, but, no, I haven't either. Like to just go out there and bust heads every no. week. The best I think the best defenses we've seen at UNLV have been the bend don't 
break variety. Mm-hmm. You know, that still give up 24 points a game, you know, with occasional right stellar game here and there. Um, it's just not it's not one of those things that UNLV has. I don't you know, they've had good linebackers, they've had good cornerbacks. Uh, playmaker a playmaker at the defensive line is is so huge and uh maybe the maybe the the young player, the former Syracuse commit Holloway, mm-hmm. um, maybe he can come in here and and get after it. I don't ever trust freshmen in in college football. I mean, no. elite skill players, yes, because yeah. they they know what they're doing. Defensive players and offensive linemen and stuff like that. Uh-uh. No, that's physical maturity and and, and, and too much and, mental of yeah. how do I play this deep or you know. Mm. Uh, where am I supposed to be? And you, you're thinking too much, and then you, you're not effective anyway. Yeah. Um, so can't I can't be too pumped about that. We got to get after the quarterback, though. Uh, in this day and age, if you don't hit, the, I know. If you don't hit the quarterback, you're gonna lose. I don't know how many sacks you know we had last year. Or it was even low. the last few. Yeah, I, I it's mean, always been literally low. And and a couple of hands mistaken, full or less, and they probably always had to happen with a with a blitz of some sort to create pressure. Lines never seem to get it done. So I mean, our leading sacker last year was Jeremiah Valaga, uh, who is coming back with only two and a half sacks. Uh, so he's our, our leading returner, returning sack sack guy. Um, that's not much, Joe. We need we need to find a way to put some pressure on some quarterbacks. Uh, also, you take a, a lot of pressure off your defensive secondary and uh, your linebackers whenever you're able mm-hmm. to get to a quarterback and make them feel a little bit uncomfortable and and potentially uh, get them to make some mistakes. So I think that's that's an area where we have to improve. There is no if anders or buts. We have to get after the quarterback. We have to uh, get better in that area. Other than that, you know, it, it, a lot of it's going to be the same team. Running backs come back. Lexington Thomas looks to be the starter. Xavier Campbell. Uh, lost Whiteley, obviously. Yep, lost Whiteley. Um, Charles Williams is coming in. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. It, it, it's a team uh, that I had a lot higher hopes for. Uh, we still haven't even talked about the best player on the team. Uh, Devontae Boyd, Kendall Keys is returning, is a big wide out, 43 catches last year. Uh, Darren Woods, apparently the redshirt uh, freshman, uh, was amazing last year in practices and, and spring. So um, another option for, for Palandek or Stanton to hit. So it, if he, if this wouldn't have happened this week where he came out and said those things, I'd be still mm-hmm. on cloud nine with football because I really think we can win six games. I, I still think we're gonna go, we're gonna get the six. I just have that feeling, and, and that's a that's a that's an accomplishment for this program. Of course it is, a big one. So um, anytime it doesn't matter if it's five hundred. If you're bowl eligible as a UNLV football team, it was probably one of your ten best seasons of all time. <laughs> as sad God. as that sounds. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, nine thirty a.m. this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So and two days I, and, from now, and then I think the following week it's eight fifteen. Yeah. Um, so we did check that out for you. 
Um, so get out to there to park. Um, let us know. Put it on the site. Let us know how how UNLV looked and and where the Stanton Palandek debate lies. Um, is there anybody else? It, it, could Snead or Rogers sneak up there and take position of this? I I don't know. Well, you know, one of them's going to redshirt, right? Well, Snead can't redshirt. Well, Snead can't. It. You got to think Armani's going to redshirt. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, so there you are. Let us know Saturday. Put posts up on the football board, confidential board, wherever you post at. And uh, let us know how the football team looked. And and uh, one of us will be out there this weekend. One of us will be out there next weekend. And, and we'll, we'll have some stuff, too. So... <laughs> It it should be. I want you to pronounce Georgie's last name. I've been waiting. Georgie's. I'll give it my best shot. You know, Andy Grossman did send out the perfect pronunciations. Andy um, needs to send it to you again, and you need to forward it to me. Well, I, I have it. It's just very deep in my email box. So, go ahead. Java Conan. Jabba Kanan? Yeah. Okay, we'll call him Jabba Kanan. No, man, that sounds awful. It does. I don't think you're close. I don't think I am either. You asked Andy, me if you're listening, and... Andy, please send it to T. No, I have it. I have it. I just got to get my email. and. Uh, I I'll thought you said your email doesn't go back like four months. On my phone. On your phone. But okay. Oh, your work? On, a, on an actual... PC? Yeah. Okay. PC, I can, right. I can go back yeah. as far as I want. All right. So. All right. Well... We'll wrap it up. Uh... We should have some more news next week when we do this. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this next week. Okay. Yeah, well, why not? Why not? We, we, we got, we'll have a lot more information. We'll actually uh, have some basketball news, right? Well, we got some games coming up. I mean, we start Sunday, right? Yeah. So at least so, we so can look uh, at a box score. So think, at the uh, very least, we can look at a box score. Toronto. University of Toronto, I think, on Sunday, and then and then two teams from the Bahamas Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, so and you can watch the tournament live on ESPN. No, that's nowhere to be found. ESPN Deportes. Yes, <laughs> it should be. Uh, or the Ocho. The Ocho. That's from basketball, isn't it? Seriously, what's the Ocho from? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. It's same movie. Basketball, dodgeball. No, no it's not the same. Very much the same. No. Not at all. One's by the creators of South Park and Correct. really sucked, and the other one sucked just a little bit less. <laughs> they both sucked, but we're yeah. both funny. Um, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll come back next week, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to talk a little, bit on, <laughs> a little bit more about basketball, football. And Georgie. We'll find out Georgie's last name. Yep. And hopefully there's a Bahaman. Is that how you say it? Bahaman? Bahaman Bahamian. broadcaster out there. Bahamian. That has to say these guys' names, and I want to hear him say it. Yeah. I think we're going to go to... Do you want to watch the games at Bahama Breeze? <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe that's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely right. will be a live feed in there. All right. All we, right. Didn't, we didn't quite make it to an hour, but we're going to call it quits. It's getting late. We'll see you in a bit. Sounds Next good. week. Later. <laughs>